Hey, Slay. Hey, everyone. It's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. And we want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Oligo Professional. And listen, do you have dirty hair? Keep it on the BL. Your secret is safe with us. Oligo Pro's dry shampoo is non-GMO, vegan, with the black light fragrance. The perfect solution for your on-the-go lifestyle and greasy hair. Also perfect to use behind the chair to ensure any oil buildup is taken care of while giving volume. I don't know about you, but no more dirty hair for me, Nina. I love, I got my hands on it. I have a couple bottles. It's so good. I actually used it on my husband a little bit, just to like mess around. I love the smell. I love everything about it. I love everything about it. It's so good. And one thing that is super exciting for me behind the chair is that, you know, like some dry shampoos, it's like a little, like too gritty. Yeah. It, it's softer yes. in the background. So yeah. I can like pre kind of add that volume in pre spray mm-hmm. and then curl without it kind of singeing to yes. the hair strand. I know so exactly. it's really nice to add volume and texture as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a little bit softer. Um, cause I've also worked with other dry shampoos too. It all depends on what you're looking for. Right. But I think it's a, a very great working dry shampoo to get rid of all of that greasy hair. Hello. And if you're like me, I wash my hair like once every 10 days, six days, seven days. Like I'm the worst with washing my hair, especially since it's so long. Um, it's a great tool to kind of be like, boop. I can just I'm all about it. it. I know. I love it. I love it. So, and I love her you. And I love her you. <laughs> Are you ready for today's topic? Because it's about to be on. Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready listening? Like oh, that's ready. the question. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fired up. I'm really fired up. And I remember calling you about this topic a few weeks ago and and telling you kind of what I was observing on one of the Facebook groups. And so today's topic is all about how to handle a redo, a client reservice, a client that's not happy. You do their hair, it's beautiful, they leave, and then all of a sudden something goes wrong and they call you and they want assistance, right? And so let me just set it up for you. All right. I was in a Facebook group uh, or maybe... I don't know. I saw it twice, but I saw one main thing in a Facebook group, one um, post. And it was someone that was looking for, it was a hairstylist looking for advice on how to handle a client that loved her hair when she left. We all know this story because we've been there. I've been there too. Karen's in your chair and she loves her hair when she is there. And she's like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's fabulous. I love it. She pre-books her next appointment. She leaves. And then two days later, Karen calls and says that she doesn't like her hair anymore. Either it could be in this particular instance, she said that the color didn't match the bottom anymore. And so then she sent pictures. So the stylist was looking for assistance. She was just like, help, like, what should I do? How do I handle it? I want to do the right thing. And um, she did say 
that she only left the toner on for a few minutes, which you know, if you only leave it on for a few minutes, it's not going to last. It's going to come out in a couple shampoos. One minute equals one shampoo. Exactly. So I think that's what happened. And so the reason why this sparked such a fire in me is because (laughs) the comments that I saw from other hairstylists and owners, I was mortified. And you know, I I don't get involved in shit like this on Facebook, but I had to. Like, it takes a lot for me to like, Get involved. Right, get fired up. Yeah. And so some of the comments to this sweet girl who was looking for assistance, and l- keep in mind, the client called within two days of getting her hair done. And the pictures clearly show that her the touch-up that she received and the toner that she put on the, on the base and through the top didn't match because it was super blonde on the bottom. Okay, truth. So the comments were something like this. I would fire her as a client. I wouldn't even call her back. I would lose her number. She sounds like a pain in the ass. I wouldn't even mess with that. You can't please everyone. People are such a pain. What a nerve, what a what nerve of her to call you. The color looks beautiful because let me tell you this, the stylist posted the photo of the girl as she left, which it was beautiful. Yeah. But the the photos that the client sent when a couple days later, they did not look like what it was, right? When she left. So the fact that people were telling her to lose her number, don't call her back, don't respond, don't take care of her, I would charge her, I would charge her double, like I was blown away. I'm so, stunned. Yes. Right and now. So I was like, I had to get in and I was like, <laughs> I was typing away because I thought, I just come from a space of, listen, we're here yes. to serve our guests. Yeah. Things are going to happen. If you leave a toner on for a couple minutes, and so it wasn't a big deal. This business is all about relationships. And so what you do and how you handle a guest in these situations is going to determine the loyalty of that guest, right? So that's kind of, I wrote a big paragraph and whatever. So I wanted to talk about this because I think what happens is a lot of times people let the ego get in the way right? They let their ego get in the way. And if they're a newer stylist, they get very defensive because I've been there too. You get very defensive and then you start to make excuses. Some of the other comments were this. This one always kills me. This every time. You ready? I'm not ready. Get the mirror and take her outside and look at her hair. Have her look at her hair outside because I'm sure she'll like it then. So I have my, a question. Yes. When did that become a thing? I have no I've idea. I heard it everywhere. Yeah. When did take the mirror? Oh, it's better outside. Mm-mm. When did that come as a cop out? It came from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is like, I was kind of like, and I posted this in another post before where I was like, we're not going to make your client go outside, hang upside down from a tree, swing under a shaded branch and give her a light and a mirror to look at her hair to say, oh my God, that looks perfect now. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, exactly. Like we don't need our clients to do tricks and flips to to love their hair. So we wanted to give you, and you may have been in this situation before, we wanted to give you five or six tips on how to handle this with ease and grace and professionalism. And I want to make a disclaimer. I'm not saying allow your clients to walk all over you. I'm not saying to let clients take advantage of you. You have to have guidelines set in place. But if a client is not happy within two days, 
It is your job to make sure that you tend to them, you serve them, you care for them, and you are compassionate along the way because obviously something went wrong. And it isn't about excuses because they're like, oh, I bet you she went somewhere else and had it done. I bet you she has well water, which it could be a thing, right? But it doesn't matter. She doesn't like her hair. Right. The thing, the point that I want you guys to understand, and I used to tell my team this all the time, it doesn't matter what we think. If they don't like their hair, they don't like it. And if you want to continue to build loyal relationships, you have to continue to serve them. So we're going to talk about guidelines and how long you should let people come back and do you charge them, all of those things, because I think it's important to talk about that. You have to have boundaries. So don't get me wrong. But before that, we're going to give you five tips on how to handle a redo, handle an unhappy client, and kind of help you walk through this because I want you to feel confident. And I know that Jay wants you to feel like you have a handle on it too, you know, so you're not like flailing about trying to figure out how you want to handle it. So let's dive in. Let's get it. I'm fired up. I'm f- I know I'm all fired up about this because Girl, I-, <laughs> I literally almost ran off my balcony. <laughs> Fuck the throw a chair through a window. <laughs> I was over here like, oh, she's coming in hot today. Roles are reversed and I'm here for it because Nina, I remember having this conversation with you and it was so crazy. The day we were having this conversation, remember I saw my guest mm-hmm. the next day mm-hmm. because she wasn't happy because- she's a hundred percent gray. And my formulation was off. Mm-hmm. My formulation was off. Yeah. And we were talking about it and I was like, yeah, I just, I went in the next day and we just did a little root tap. And then she kind of, when we're into the gig, she was like, Oh, can we actually add just like a couple more baby lights? And I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're here right now. The gray formulation didn't take as well. It was my fault. I'm the one mixing it. Right. And I'm 11 years in and educated and I still have people and guests who find discoveries within their hair. And it's our job as professionals to deliver that with precision, Mm -hmm. with love and with kindness. Yes. And And I'm not above it. We said this two weeks ago, last week. I don't know. Yeah. But we said, Leave your ego at the door so you can soar. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. you want your guests to come back, follow these steps. Mm -hmm. Nina, drop it down low. Pick it up slow. What's number one? (laughs) Okay. So wait, now I have to segue (laughs) because I I know because now I have something else that popped in my mind before I go into- um, I'm ready. Number one. So first of all, I love the fact that you took accountability and that's a big part of it is saying, you know what? I screwed up. Guys, you're not perfect. Nobody is. We're not perfect. And it's just owning the fact that, you know what? It didn't take, I didn't let the toner, I didn't leave the toner on long enough. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, But I also want to know this. Okay. When did firing clients like on a regular basis become a thing? Like this is now a thing. This happened. I saw this. There was like a trend happening last year where people were like firing clients and there are some clients that you do have to fire if they, if they, you know, I don't believe in people being disrespectful to you or your stylist, or they're being rude or yelling and carrying on or showing up late consistently or no showing you like those are ruled and deal breakers, right? But to fire a client because two days later they didn't like their hair, that is unacceptable in our business. So, okay. All right. I got that <laughs> off my chest. Now I'm ready to give you tips. I'm not even going to talk about it. I know because it gets us all fired up. So. I know. <laughs> okay, here we go. Tip number one. I'm ready. 
So when a client comes to you and they're unhappy, um, they are feeling, you know, whatever, they're a little funky. They want you to fix their hair. We say, you know, fix. I wouldn't necessarily use the word fix with them, right? But in your mind, you're thinking that you want to take care of it. You want to tweak it. You want to make it better. The first, yes, the first thing that should come out of your mouth when a client calls you, emails you, texts you, and says they're not happy should be, thank you so much for letting me know. That should be the first thing out of your mouth because listen here, when someone gives you the opportunity to redo their hair, put a few more baby lights in, reformula, that is a true gift. They just handed you a gift by telling you that they're not happy because 85, I think it's 85 or 90% of clients that you see will never tell you they're unhappy. They'll just go to another salon and bash you the whole entire time. Yep. And use your name and show your at sign. Yep. And you want to make sure that you're the person that they contact first. And the way that you can do that is at the end of every service, especially with your new guests, you can say something like, and I talk about this a lot in my classes, but You can say something like, hey, Judy, it was such a pleasure meeting you today. I just want to let you know if you need anything or you have any questions at all about your cut and color today, please reach out to me anytime. Absolutely. Done. Absolutely. And it all the way starts back at the consultation. Mm -hmm. So Hava, my guest, Mm -hmm. sorry, girl, if you're listening. She does. (laughs) Um, I, I, I really enjoy her and she's been following me for a while and she just finally came to see me. And in my consultation, I feel like, you know, as we move further in our career and, you know, our guests get a lot more wiser Mm -hmm. and they have more expectation of guest experience in that our consultation list gets a little bit longer. Sure. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we need to be aware and awakened to what our guests are saying to us Mm -hmm. or expecting. So now in my consultations, before I even get started, and a lot of my guests are brunettes, mm-hmm. want to live in that blonde world. So I'm going to set myself up for success as a professional behind the chair and to let them know that it is a hair journey, that we will spend time on getting them to the blondest hair results. Mm-hmm. And that's my responsibility as the professional in this situation. So I said numerous of times, right? Think about it. If someone tells me one thing once, it may slip. But if I, if I hear it 10 times, I know the rules of engagement. Right. So from there, I, I think I go, how about, listen, this is my first time with your hair. And I know your previous stylist, which is also phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Right. So as time goes along, I'm going to understand you in what your hair does, right. what it speaks, what it needs. So please, if anything ever happens, maybe a discovery here or there, or you might want to change something slightly, or you might be fully committed too fast, or we want to tone it down a little bit. Please, do you promise me that you feel comfortable enough to give me a text or give me a phone call or slide into my DMs? Just know that I'm here for you. And I want your hair, the one accessory you have on every day to be shiny, to be vibrant, to make you feel beautiful, not only on the outside, but on the inside. Does that sound awesome that we build this relationship together? 
Yep. Throughout the reservation, as we're lifting Mm -hmm. and shifting, I let her know. And then at the end, just like you said, you're like, please, if there's anything that you need, please thank you so much if you do. And when she did, I was like, thank you, Hava. This means more to me than you ever know. Mm -hmm. Because now I know what I know. Now I know what to do. Now we know that your hair is really porous and that gray is resistant. So I have to treat you special because you are special. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Can you come in tomorrow? Yeah. Thank you is huge. I mean, thank Thank you you because they're really giving you an opportunity to just make it better. And I would rather have someone come in to me than as opposed to them going down the street. And it does start from the consultation. It starts from building that relationship. And I think it really is a gift. And I used to tell that to my team all the time because they, they would get upset when people would come back. I get it. I, I, yeah. it's not like it's not fun. We don't want people to come back or to call, but I would say to them, this is a gift. Like they're allowing you to get it the way they want to. They're not yeah. going to go down the street to the other salon. So let's just get it right. It'll, it's all good. You know? So that would be tip number one. What would be tip number two? Tip number two is once they're letting you know that they're giving you this amazing gift and we leave the ego at the door so we can be open-minded, open-hearted, mm-hmm. is we are available. Be available. Number two, be available as soon as possible. Yes. One thing that I love about what you teach, Nina, and that inspires me because I'm still behind the chair and it makes me kind of emotional because I feel like they're, the industry is a little bit lost, but we have you to kind of refocus us, is that we have money already existing in our salon. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm not that cool. And neither are you listening, the stylist behind the chair that gets like upset or angry about one of your raving fans mm-hmm. that already came in and trust you. Right. You reach out to you. That's money already built into your business. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to be available as soon as possible, stay late or come early for that retouch, be available. That money will leave the door. Ooh, and yeah. let me just tell you something right now. A lot of my guests, even when I was in Ohio, brought me one person. to $5,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Are you that booked and busy and charging your worth to just X out a raving fan who already wants to see you? Right. And has a little discovery. So number two is like be available, right? It's like, why not? That raving fan is already there. They already trust you and they've given you the gift of, Right. Letting you know. There has to be a sense of urgency. Like I always feel like at the salon for us, when someone had a situation or they wanted to come back, like we would do whatever we have to do to get them in. And because you don't want them to, you can't say to Karen, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me I can get you in next week. Like they shouldn't have to walk around feeling insecure about their hair that they just paid for two or three days ago. And they've invested. Absolutely. And I love that you said that you could be losing money that way because the longer you let it sit 
And the other thing too is be available, but also be super responsive. Like if you are uncomfortable, because some people just are uncomfortable with conflict, which I totally understand. That's why it's so great to just program yourself to say, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, And then I'm going to go into the next tip, which will kind of be another tip to help you moving forward and how to respond. But you want to just, you have to come in early, stay late, move things around, like whatever you have to do to make it right. That's just kind of what you have to do. We are serving other people. So I love tip number two. Yeah. And I think that it's great to be responsive. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think you need to be thankful and you need to be available. So what's number three, Nina, on the list? So number three is you have to go into problem solving mentality. So the first thing, so aside from thank you, the next thing that your client wants to hear out of your mouth is what can I do to make you feel better? Yes. What can I do that's going to make this better? You, you, they just want to be heard. They just want to feel validated. And so what I suggest is to going into problem solving mentality and saying, oh my God, Judy, I'm so, so sorry. Thank you so much for letting me know. I have availability you know, in the next day or I could get you in later. And what can I do to make this better? And she may say, well, I just think I need it brighter or I just think that I need it a little, you know, it's too dark or, you know, whatever she says. And then your mindset should go into not making excuses, not like, well, is the light in your bathroom dull or did you look at it in the natural sun? Did you take your mirror and hang upside down outside from your tree (laughs) and look at it? Like where, how does it look there? Like, we're not going to make excuses like, you know, oh, I didn't leave the toner on too long. Like, let's not even go there. Yeah. The mentality should be already problem solving. Okay. Yes. Great, Judy. You say what I'm hearing you say is that it and I learned that in therapy. What I hear what I'm <laughs> hearing you say, Judy, is that you feel your hair is too dark. Not a problem, no worries at all. All I need you to do is come in if you can come in at this time, we could pop a few highlights in and you're going to be good to go. All is going to be great. It will take us maybe an hour tops. Or it could be, Judy, I heard you say that you feel your hair is too brassy. So all we have to do is pop a little toner on there. You'll be in and out in 30, 45 minutes. Does that sound good? You got you to gotta switch your mentality from making excuses to problem solving. You solve problems all day long. That's your job. You're thirsty. Don't worry. I'm going to hook you up with some water or maybe a a little drinky drink or you, Oh, I'm sorry. You're so tired. Your neck hurts. Okay. Let me give you a little back massage while you're processing. Like you are always solving problems. And so don't go on the defense and don't go into defense mode. Like, well, I don't know why that happened. I'm not sure what I, you know, maybe did you do something at home when you went home or did you wash it, you know, with, do you have well water? Like, just don't make the excuse. Just like go into problem solving mode. Own it. Yeah. Like, okay, no problem, Judy. All good. We got this. Come in tomorrow. I'll hook you up. No worries. It needs to be light because I'm going to tell you now, clients, the reason why they don't tell you that they don't like something is because they don't want to feel like they're being a pain in the ass or a burden. So you don't want to make them feel badly when they come to you and you're like, oh, we'll go outside or, oh, I don't know why that happened or, oh, I don't know what happened. Like, we just don't want to go to that space. It's just not necessary. Um, Solve that problem. ASAP, come up with the solutions and your mindset should already be like, 
okay, she said her hair's too dark. So I already have the solution on what I'm going to do to fix it up. Like you should already kind of have that in your back pocket. And of course, once she comes in, then you can sit with her, you can go over the whole thing and, you know, be nice and smiley and happy and make it a very pleasant experience for them. They should remember how you treated them, not when they paid you, but when they were upset. That's what they're going to remember. Nina, you better drop that mic. I'm going to BRB. I'm going to throw this chair off the balcony. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Truth is coming down on you. Rain on me. You know what I mean? I think that is so, so crucial. And I thank you so much for letting us know about the problem solving mentality and little tips and tricks on like how we can do better behind the chair. Because listen, it's a journey. Sure. And you're allowed to one, not be okay. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to, to get more knowledge and guidance yeah. on the hair color brand that you're using on the techniques that you need to do that make your life a little bit easier. But our guests, the raving fans, the investors, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The guests walking through the, through the salon doors are going to allow you to add another chair, are going to allow you to go to that education class, are going to allow you to buy a Bentley if you want a Bentley, if that's what fuels you. They are the investors. So we have to treat them as such, as they're a board on a corporation. Mm-hmm. They're building you. Yeah. They don't have to go to you. Right. They don't. So let's problem solve. I love that. So, you know so good. Mean? Let's do it. And so, as we're... Yeah. Oh. Where? <laughs> As we're moving on from problem solving, (laughs) let's go to your tip number four. Yeah. So number four, we said, thank you. We're being available. We're problem solving. And now we've sealed the deal that came in. We've we've made the discovery of victory Mm -hmm. because we're not using mistake because it's hard to get out of. And that's a negative word. So we're going to use discovery. Okay. Now we're going to look at them in their eyes. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a little love tap if that's your relationship. A little hand hug or mm-hmm. a little hand on the shoulder and say, Judy, because we love a Judy. I love a good Judy. You love a good Judy. Judy, what can I do better for you next time? Mm. Is it my consultation? Is that, was I not clear with you or did I not roadmap accordingly or listen? Right. Did I rush our conversation on your hair dreams? Was it, I was distracted while I was applying your color. What can I do better for you? Mm. Because I don't want this to happen again. Yes. I know that I'm human and it may happen again, but we now are building that relationship together. So what can I do better for you next time? That is so good. And you know what? It takes uh, a lot of confidence to be able to ask someone that because it's, it's almost the same thing of asking a client when they come in after they haven't seen you four to six weeks and they sit down and you say, so tell me about how, what you loved about your hair last time and what you didn't like so much. Or you say, tell me about how your hair worked out for you the last time. And then they start saying, well, I didn't like the color. And like, you have to be prepared to accept that. (laughs) And so I think that saying that is so smart in a way. It's like, how can we avoid this from happening again? What can I do 
to make this better for you? What can I do? Or what didn't I do? You know, is there something that maybe I wasn't clear about? Because I think really the breakdown happens in the consultation. Yes, for Um, sure. And it could be with formulation and mixing and all of that. Look, I've Believe me, I've been there many times where I've turned, put a toner on and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And their hair turned green. I still do that. I'm not above it. it. I'm not perfect. Like I perfect. No, I, and I'm the first one to stand in front of a crowd and be like, last week I turned someone pink and they went in blonde. Yeah. Like, so let's talk about what happened Mm -hmm. because I dissected it. But what also what I love about number four is that number three, when you're in that problem-solving mentality mm-hmm. that you spoke about, you already use the words, what can I do better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you're just clarifying it once you get them back in and you deliver those results. And then now they hear it again. And then now you're building that trust because you're seeing it more than once. You mean it more than once. Yes. And they're important to you. And one thing I know is that as humans, we all want to be seen. Mm -hmm. We all want to be heard. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't you want to do that? If you're, we lead with servants' hearts. We've talked about this. You talk Mm -hmm. about this, Nina, a lot. And we have to keep that focused, forward focused. We have to have that servant's heart always leading. And yes, if you need to check your ego out the door, please. We all have it. There's a moment when you should have it and there's moments you shouldn't. When it comes with a guest, you shouldn't have it within. So ting, ting, walla, walla, bing, bing. What's number five? Let's segue, segue into number five. So this is our last tip. And then we're going to talk about some guidelines, policies, and charging and all of that stuff. But my last tip for you is, and this is huge because I really believe in self-assessment. And I think that when you have someone come back, they're not happy, whatever it is, that's a learning experience. That's only going to make you better. So what I want you to do is you've already asked your guest what you could do to be better. I want you to now ask yourself what did I learn from this experience? What can I do differently that's going to limit this from happening again? Because every, with every gift of a reservice, there's always a lesson. And so it's asking yourself and being open to the fact that like, okay, maybe I need to leave my toner on a little bit longer. I know it gets scary with toners because as they start to oxidize and process, they turn colors that make you scary. So then you, you make, <laughs> yeah. it makes you scared. So then you rinse them off. I get that. Um, but I, you're going to learn from that. You're going to learn that just because it turns a little bit of a dark greenish black doesn't mean it's going to look like that on your level 10 when you rinse it off, right? You yeah. learn that with experience. So I think it's always being open to learning more and asking yourself, what can I do better? How can I communicate better? How could I mix better? Whatever it is, I think it's asking yourself and taking from experience because your experience will allow you to have this happen less. So that's my tip number five. Listen, I'm fired up for number five. I am. And I think that self-reflection mm-hmm. and understanding not only of your discoveries, right? Because when you, when you really walk through life and even as an artist behind the chair, you can't celebrate the lightness without the dark and you can't celebrate victories without understanding discoveries, defeat, mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so th- that's something that's really crucial. And also 
I feel like if you are so, if, if it's in your mind about the processing time, there's still no knowledge or less knowledge that you have with the manufacturer guidelines of your color. And if that's the case, why wouldn't you get on a mannequin head? Right. And process that 9V on a level 10 hair strand, pale yellow, for 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes on different strands. Right. Just so you can have more clarity and context on how you move and shape with your hair color. I love um, it. I feel like a lot of times, you know, I've been in this space years and years ago. Thankfully, I have mentors and accountability partners check me whenever I feel like, you know, I, I mastered this hair color brand or, you know, technique and all of that is just being a way to take the time to invest in yourself and not necessarily buying classes. It's just taking the time to dive deep into the color book, understanding the color wheel and what the background color is Mm -hmm. of your manufacturer hair color. You have to understand the art and the chemical, you know, side of it, the chemistry side. So when you understand background color and you understand law of color and what is in the background of your brands, you'll be solid. Mm -hmm. But if you have that uncertainty of, oh my God, I'm going to wash this out. It's just me out. I've been there because it was a new color brand. It was a new color line. And I just like, I just didn't try it. Yeah. I tried it for the first time on a guest. On a guest. I didn't take I know. time to develop or take a free class from, you know, that brand or mm-hmm. whatever. So I feel like asking that, what did you learn from this self? Mm-hmm. Me, Jay. Yeah. You, Sarah, listening. You know what yes. I mean? Like taking those moments will help you become a more stronger foundation living stylist. Yeah. And, and I love that too, because, and I want to add this for my salon owners that are listening. This is a very important question that you can ask your team because, and, and I can tell you that I asked my team this when they had resurfaces or were upset about something. Um, it's a good way for them to learn and make them stronger. So they bounce back a lot faster. Um, yes. Ask them. So, you know, stylist A, what did you learn from this situation and how could we limit this from happening again? Get them to really self-reflect. Well, I could have mixed differently. I could have used a 30 volume instead of a 20 volume or whatever it was. Um, so owners, that's just part of the coaching that has to go into, um, you know, your, your business and your brand with your stylist. Cause I remember many a times having my stylist come in crying in my office because yeah. it wasn't happening with her hair. And I couldn't respond in a way that was like, Oh my God, well, what, ha- what did you do? It's like, okay, it's all good. Cause guess what? Hair color is always correctable. So we're going to yes. put our heads together and we're going to make <laughs> it work. But I also want to know what you feel you could have done differently in this particular situation and then moving forward. So there's only a, always a learning experience moving on. Um, so I want to talk about this because this is important because I know we're going to get a lot of questions about this. Charging, should I charge? Should I not charge? How do you work through that? You know, there are many different ways and there's never going to be one size fits all, but I do believe that you should have policies in your and systems in your business that are clear that says, okay, uh, our this is our policy and it states if you want to, you know, talk about your color or you're not happy or however you're going to word it, please let us know within three days. Please let us know within seven days. 
please let us know. You know, you have to set up, I usually say between three and seven days is a really good time. Seven days is a good cap because now they have a whole week to wear their hair and see how it washes out, hairs and all of that. So I think you have to set up the guidelines and the boundaries because you know that there is going to be a Karen that comes in to get her roots touched up. And then when she's due on, on her fourth week, on her third week, she's going to call and say, you know what? I don't think that my color's right. She's going to want to get her roots touched up and not have to pay. Like this does happen. Now I can honestly say in my 11 years of being an owner, that's probably happened maybe two or three times. Like you have to really like, that's not really much of a thing, but you have to be aware when it is. So my recommendation is setting up a guideline and a policy, whether it's three days or seven days on when they could um, get their color done. And is it going to be for free? Which I would not put anything in the words on your policies listing anything for free at all. I would leave it open. Just say, if you have a problem or a question or concern, please contact us within seven days. Boom, done. Yes. And you have to decide because sometimes it's a situation where you gave Karen exactly what she wanted. You did everything she wanted, but now she wants something different. Yeah. Do you charge for that? Like you have to really, really put your business cap on for that. I believe if it's just a tone, if it's just a little tweak, if it's just a little touch up smudge, you know, whatever it's going to be. And it's within that seven days, I personally would say, okay, it was my fault. I own it. I'm not going to charge you for that. But if it's a total redo, yes, that may be something that you have to charge for. Or if it's something that you're going to be using a lot of product for, maybe you just charge them for the cost of product. These are the things that you have to think about. So Jay, what's your take on this? So I totally agree with you. Rules of engagement, guidelines, policies. I love the tip that you talked about not putting a price, but putting a time. Yes. Yep. Because depending on if it's a Karen or if it's a Judy, right? (laughs) If it's either one, like if someone is going to wait, if they have a four week reservation and they're telling you three weeks out that their color is releasing and their gray is popping in at the root. Well, of course. Right. So you want to make sure that you have those rules of engagement, but I will say this 99% of the time, because I rarely ever get someone in my 11 years of being behind the chair that a week out from the reservation, they're complaining. Right. Right. Like the 1%. Right. So 99% of the time I do it for free. Okay. It's not in my rules of engagement written Mm -hmm. or when I talk to them, if you ever have a discovery, discovery, let me know, because then I can kind of let them know, but you do have to reach out to me within seven days, right? Like a week for your reservation. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're unhappy, because other than that, it's like, okay, now you've lived with your hair. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to know if it's a week, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 days later, um, what really happened there. Right. So in the first week, I know that on average, you'll probably shampoo their hair once, mm-hmm. maybe twice, but right. a lot of people are now, you know what I mean? Um, and I understand that guideline. So 99% of the time in the perfect world, I do it for free. I, I do. I, it's just me. It's my preference. Now, if it's something that 
we're in a corrective color mm-hmm. scenario and they want to come in sooner, right? Then that's going to they're charged. Right. But right? what happens but, but what happens though sorry to cut you off. But what happens when I got excited when yeah. you're with Becky and you yeah. did all the things and she loves it, but now she feels like she just wants it a little bit different. So that's our next journey. Okay. So I set us up for success in the consultation. Mm-hmm. Here's a tip and trick. Why are we promising a all over transformation mm-hmm. in one session? Why? Right. Set us up for success. It's a journey, right? So I break it up into segments. I go, okay, awesome. So you're a level two. You want to be a level eight, dimensional, all of that. What we're going to do today is because you have a lot of density, right? We're going to focus on the front. This is going to be your beauty budget for this. Now, our second session, I'm writing this down. Mm-hmm. Hi, writing this down in front of them. Our, so I don't forget right. and that there's a reminder. Take a picture of it, send it off. Here's your hair journey, mm-hmm. right? So in our second reservation, we're going to deal with this. By our third reservation, we're going to get there. By our second reservation, we're going to get to your hair dreams. This is going to be your retouch and gloss pricing. Mm-hmm. But if you ever wanted to switch off and detour off our journey, our price will be around this or more. Gotcha. Once I'm going back in with foils and doing the major work, mm-hmm. that is a full service price. Right. So my other case- I'm setting them up. Right. You're setting them up. But my other case is what happens if you do um, Karen's hair and you give her the blonde that she wants, but she's always been a brunette. And then within a week, she comes back and says, I don't like it blonde. I want a brunette. You gave her what you wanted, what she wanted. She wanted to be blonde. You went through the consultation and said, hey, listen, Karen, I'm not sure you're going to like to be blonde because I know that you're a brunette. That would be like me. Like if I came to you and said right. I wanted to be blonde, yeah. I would hope that you would probably try to talk me out of it because with my skin tone and my dark right. hair, I'm not going to I would never make blonde, you blonde. Right? So I think you did all of the things, right? And you warned her, like, let's not do bangs, but I really, 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 really want my bangs. And then you cut the bangs and they hate them. How do you handle that situation? They come in within seven days. Are you charging them now to make them brunette? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Product cost. Yes. And clear as kind. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. Thank you, yep. Brene Brown. You know what I mean? Yep. Clear as kind. So whenever I'm having my raving fan reach out to me within those seven days, I'm going to say, Awesome. I know we had this conversation. Let's go back to our consultation. You were all about it. You thought you wanted to change your identity. That's awesome. And I understand that not only you, but maybe someone in your life, because that's a reality. Nina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you go home, you're feeling vivid and confident because you've got a new hairdo in the relationship that you're in, the family that you may be a part of, sabotage your, mm-hmm. your, your dream, you get Hair. in yeah. your dream. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get out of it is to reverse it. Right. So why, why would I be like full price? So I would go, okay, within seven days, right? It's like, why, why? Right. So I'll go, okay, you know what, Rebecca, I love you so much. 
and we had fun. So let's, how about this? You reached out to me in my allotted time that we discussed. I'm going to charge you though for product cost mm-hmm. because I am running a business. Right. And one thing that will happen for sure, and I know this for a fact, is that in that tip section, it's going to be what you would normally charge them. Right. For real. Because they go, oh my God, thank you so much. And we have to move and shake with our guests. And if they're in the guidelines, now, if Rachel or Rebecca, can't remember what name I called her, if she's going to tell me three, four weeks from now. Right. No, go, honey. Service. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, oh, okay, well, at your next reservation, we can deepen you up. Right. For this PD budget price. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Do you sure. agree? Like, I, I would absolutely. just do it for product cost. Yeah. And I agree. And it is, you know, it's almost very individually based. You do have to have your guidelines and your policies set. Um, And you know, your clients too, as you start to get to know them, like, especially if it's an existing client and they are brunette and now they want to go blonde, like, you know, kind of how to navigate through that. So I think this is really, really just, we wanted to give you so much information where you're feeling like you actually have tangible tips and things that you can take away because you're going to get people that are not happy. You can't please everyone. Will there be someone that you may have to let go of in terms of a client? Yes. I don't believe that you should be treated rudely or you should be disrespected or you should be yelled at or your team should be yelled at or you should have no shows all the time. You have to have boundaries around that. But I also do find that sometimes you know, what I would, what I would say would be rude isn't necessarily true. Like for instance, on the main post that we were talking about, the Facebook yeah. group, she sent snapshots of what the woman was saying, asking for, and she was very, very nice. And there were people on the group saying, how rude. She's so rude. I wouldn't even respond. And I'm thinking, how is that? How is she being rude? So you've right. got to check yourself too and say, is she really being rude? Or is she just saying that she doesn't like her hair and that's your ego getting defensive and allowing right. you to respond in a way that's not the best? right? So it's always self-reflection, always self-assessment. You have to protect yourself. Please don't be taken advantage of by your guests. That's not what we're saying at all, but we gave you some tangible tips. Set up some guidelines for yourself in terms of charging, not charging, days, how long. Um, And now you have five tips that you can go along if you have someone that comes back and wants to have a reservice or redo on their hair. Uh, This is probably one of my most favorite podcasts that we've done. Yeah. Because I love when a Nina Tulio comes in hot, honey, and she <laughs> fires me up. I, I, I think this is so crucial right now because not only are we experiencing one of the most awakening times yes. in our yes. spirits, in our industry, where we're just trying to navigate as best as possible um, with our new lifestyle and the way we move mm-hmm. and shake. Um, so we can already be a little on edge. Yes, of course. But I feel like so is our guest. So yeah. if we're on edge, our guests are on edge. And if we just take a look deeper into our brand, to these five tips mm-hmm. that we share with you today, it will give you more clarity and more confidence and maybe a little bit more calmness mm-hmm. um, if you are ever going to experience this. Because you have to remember that the energy that's around you will affect you. 
So if you can be more clear and wait to respond rather than just react yep. um, and just be more kind, Absolutely. you know, like think about your favorite thing to do whenever you go out to a restaurant or mm -hmm. to a service or to a spa. Like what are those little things that make you feel special mm -hmm. or the things that you would want to be service to you? Absolutely. And then, and you put yourself in that. So Nina, thank you so much for showing up every Friday with me. Thank you. You have literally changed my life more than you've ever mm -hmm. known. Oh, thanks, Jane. And, and same. I just, I, I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. I can't wait for the future. <laughs> but I just, you slay my life. You slay all of us. Listeners, thank you. Thank you guys so, so much. And Jay, I love you. You always bring the magic every single week with me on and off, you know, our little podcast. So thank you so much for that. And thank you to all of our listeners always tuning in. If you listen to this and you have any questions or you have anything that you want to add, please, or you have anything that you need, of course, you can always slide into our DMs because we are so happy and eager to listen to what you have to say and help you along your journey. Uh, also, if you haven't uh, written a little fancy review about us on iTunes. We would love it so much if you would just pop in and write us a little five-star review. And to those who have already, we thank you so much. And make sure you go and follow our sponsor at OligoPro and check out their new dry shampoo. It's beautiful. It smells delicious. And it's magical. And of course, follow me at Nina Tulio and at It's Mr. J. Ladner. And as always, if you learn anything from listening to us today, Please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time. 